Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening this week to In the Marbles. We don't have any real cars on track yet, but we have the next best best thing, which is internet racing or iRacing to fill the void of racing as well as other news to talk about. So let's get into it. Yeah, no real cars on tracks yet, folks, but I think NASCAR did a great thing this weekend with the Invitational Series that was displayed and aired on Fox Sports 1. It was a lot of fun to watch, and if you missed it, you missed out, but don't worry. They're coming back next week from Texas, from what I hear. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Beamer. Preston Lute is still not here due to his self-quarantine, from what I hear all Reports and tests have been negative so far for him and his family as far as the coronavirus, so thankful for that and hope everyone's staying safe out there during this time because it is a difficult time for everybody. And I want to thank you for taking the 30 minutes or so to listen to this podcast and continue supporting this show through all this. But not a lot's been going on here since last week. Uh, My wife and I just really been catching up on a bunch of household projects building built-in bookshelves and stuff like that and I tell you who the real winner of this coronavirus is is the Lowe's and Home Depot's they are not abiding really by the social distancing but everybody's taking this opportunity to say 
let's do some household projects and stuff. So we've been jumping on that bandwagon and doing that, keeping safe, washing hands, all that fun jazz has ordered and really just common sense by every healthcare professional out there to do. But we'll just hop right into it. We got a few pieces of news here that we'll get into. And one of the big ones I saw from Indianapolis Motor Speedway, they're thinking about the idea or floating around the idea, as I should say, according to the report by Adam Stern, about running the GMR Grand Prix, which is the road course edition of the Indianapolis circuit for the Indy cars, on the same weekend as July 4th, which will make it a doubleheader for Indian NASCAR, which has been floated around for a little bit as it is here in the past few years. And now with Roger Penske at the helm, maybe having that influence both in NASCAR and the head of Indy car racing, I think that would be great. Some naysayers would say that the rubber from the IndyCar tires and would affect NASCAR stock cars and vice versa. Well, I think it'd be a good challenge for both, and I think it'd be fun to see two forms of motorsports, very popular motorsports, and two completely different ends of the spectrum on the track, not at the same time, but at the same track, and see how each car is set up differently. I think it would be a great time. And I'm, I'm expecting a lot more of that, maybe at Pocono. You know, their NASCAR's racing their doubleheader weekend, but maybe we're going to have more than that going on. We'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of all this craziness. Uh, my wife and I were supposed to go down to Alabama this weekend for the Rattler 250, which was postponed, and that is going on April 3rd through 5th. So if you're in the Alabama, South Alabama area during that time, that's when the Rattler 250 is. And um, still kind of dark coming out of Formula One. They've just canceled the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but it's one of those weird words that you you don't say much, and when you say it, it just comes out all weird. And they want to rate, and Formula One's looking to run 15 to 18 races compared to the 22, I believe. That's on the original schedule. They just canceled the Monaco Grand Prix. I don't think I covered that last week, but they just canceled the Monaco Grand Prix first time since I think nineteen fifty in the nineteen fifties since it was canceled, which is unfortunate. That's really one of the highlight races I enjoy watching every year for Formula One. And something I forgot to mention last week, Fred Moffitt, who is a full time truck series driver, suffered a motocross accident which fractured both legs and is in rehab six to eight weeks, which is very convenient that this happened now. Because that's when they're expecting the races in the next six to eight weeks. And that was all the news I have. But the big elephant in the room from NASCAR, and we'll get into that, is the iRacing at Homestead. We're going to get more into iRacing and talk about what it actually is. Because I know I mentioned it a number of times on the show. But according to my wife, I didn't explain it well. So I'm going to try to explain it better right now. You've heard me talk about it on many occasions here on this show, but iRacing is internet racing, and I just raced a race at Texas Motor Speedway, finished 14th, started 20th. You don't have to qualify. I'll get more into that in detail, but Mike Joyce said it best. iRacing, it's not a video game, and it's not the real thing. It's a simulation, kind of like your Microsoft Flight Simulators. Like Microsoft Flight Simulator helps pilots, iRacing helps race car drivers. What iRacing does is goes to a lot of tracks. Like they have Nuremberg, they have Homestead, Texas, Bristol, a lot of the major NASCAR tracks, a lot of the major road courses all around the world and tracks are all around the world. And they laser scan the track 
how they do it. I don't know. They get these trucks with lasers and they measure the tracks and all the bumps and imperfections of the track. And they upload that into their software and configure the track. And I actually just practiced. I didn't race against uh, Landon Castle. He was on there practicing for this weekend's upcoming race at Texas. You know, a lot of people were bugging him saying, hey, is this like the real thing? And he says it's very, very close to the real thing. And he gets on there to learn from those who I race all the time to get information. And it's one of those things where uh, I think Clint Boyer said it best this last weekend. As long as you could get turn laps in there, it's a good experience for the drivers. So what's great about iRacing? I'm going to go over what's great and what's bad about iRacing here. What's And we're going to start off with the great stuff. iRacing was formed, was actually bought the Paparis race simulators, like the NASCAR Racing 2003 that I used to play all the time and use that as a base for their program. What they did was they went on there, and not only do they laser scan the tracks, they laser scan the cars and measure the cars and do all these measurements and use tire models and update them with the aero packages and stuff like that in order to make it as realistic as possible to what the cup drivers or Xfinity or trucks do on a weekly basis. And you have rankings throughout that. So you start off as a rookie, and let's say the asphalt oval, what I do, And that's a street stock series. Then you go up to your D-class, which is your late models, your C, which is trucks, B, which is Xfinity, and A, which is your Cup Series cars. And you have to run a minimum of four races and have a safety rating of, I think, a 3.5 in order to advance. But if you get a safety rating of 4.0, you fast track into the next license. Now, iRacing, what it does, it has um, a safety rating, in which I just mentioned, And that's pretty much how safe you are. Can you keep control of your car, avoid contact, avoid wrecks? And that's where a lot of people get mad. Like, I got yelled at by this guy named Andrew this last race because I got loose and checked up. I didn't really check up. I just let off the gas, and somebody ran in the back of me. I think it was him. And he wrecked, and he got mad at me because that affected his safety rating. So then you you can have people affect your safety rating and you not even be a part of it. And it's, it's kind of difficult at times but it's fun. That's about the good stuff I find from it. It's just a fun way to fill the time for me between races. But the bad time, the bad side to iRacing is it's a subscription-based service. So you could either pay monthly, three months, or a year subscription ranging from $12 for a month to $110 for a year in order to access the iRacing server. Then if once you upgrade in the class, like say you go from rookie class to D class, you have to buy the late model car and the tracks the late models race at. And it's $12 for the car and $15 per the track. So it can add up over time to do that. And then you need a decent computer, which probably ranges from $1,500 to $2,000. And wheel and pedals are a must, so that ranges from $250. If you want to get crazy and go higher, probably four or $500 for a decent wheel, a good wheel and pedal set with a shifter. And then you could go crazy like Denny Hanlon does and get a rig that's probably cost way more than like $10,000, which my wife said, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. So it's going to cost a decent amount of money just to get into it. But once you get into it, you kind of immerse yourself and it can somewhat take over your life. There there are kids as young as 12 from what it sounds like 13 in there whooping me because that's all they do. It's not necessarily a bad life. If you want to do that, great. But going back to Texas, you know, you get in there, you have three sessions, you have an open practice session. So you join the lobby, you get in there, and you practice with everybody. It could be 
you know, up to 100 people, not at the one time on track. That'd just be crazy. But up to 100 people join the session, and then you could practice, set up your car. And you have two types of races. You have your fixed and open. Your fixed setup is what they raced at last week at Homestead, where every car is identical in setup. The only thing you could change is steering offset, uh, turning ratio, and brake bias. And how that works, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. It's confusing. Then... You have your open setup where you can change everything, shocks, springs, gear ratios, tape, and unless you're an engineer or know how to do that, you probably shouldn't even dabble into that. So fixed racing is the way to go to just jump in the car and go. That's what I do 99.9% of the time unless I'm feeling froggy and I jump onto the open setup. So after that, you join the race session and you have a three-minute practice, which is just confirming that your car is good. Then you have a qualifying session, which is five minutes, single car qualifying, get out there and try to get your a good starting position in order to get a good selection in pit stall. So first place would get first pit stall and so on down to the last place driver. I normally don't qualify because I know there are going to be wrecks and I try to avoid them. That's just me personally. But you go in there after qualifying, you get grid up, you do one pace lap and then you go racing. That's pretty much what it is, and depending on cautions and stuff, you could pit for tires and all that good stuff. For the open races, it's about 50 laps, up to 50 laps, maybe 60 at some places, depending on the size of the track. So maybe about an hour worth of time in order to race. And during then, you you have voice over IP where you could talk to the other driver, say, hey, what's going on? Some people live stream it. Like this guy named Greg from the Midwest live streamed it, and what's good about I racing as well is you could paint your own car. So I have the in the marbles Ford fusion for the cup and Toyota Tundra for the trucks. And you can pretty much do free advertising. So hopefully that will work out for these podcasts. And if anybody I races out there that's listening, that saw me on the track, send me a friend request. I'll join you. We could race together, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So then we go from there. And then what NASCAR did with I racing this past weekend, it was great. I thought it was pretty much just plucked right out of my childhood because that's exactly what I did growing up. No wonder I didn't have a girlfriend. I thought they would just jump in there to go race, but no, they had the invocation. They had the national anthem. Everything was pretty much what people like me do who really enjoys the sport. This iRacing at Homestead last week that NASCAR put on could have been a commercial for How Bad Have You Got It, an old commercial from back in the day. They did the anthem, they did the invocation, and then they went to racing. I thought it was all put together very well for what they had. And yes, it wasn't real racing. It's, it wasn't meant to be a points-paying race. It was meant as something to fill the void as we wait for this whole coronavirus thing to go away. And I, and I can't wait till Texas. In fact, Adam Stern just got a, te- a tweet from Adam Stern saying, NASCAR's iRacing event on Fox Sports 1 became the most viewed esports event in U.S. history beating a Mortal Kombat event on the CW in 2016 per Manny and Kel. And that just goes to show, I think, regardless of what the racing is, regardless of where the racing is, and regardless how the racing is put on, whether it's real life, we'd all want real life racing and the sounds and the smells and the crowds and the fan interactions. We all want that. But the card we're dealt right now, this is the second best thing in order to fill the void. I keep saying that, but... I thought it was great. I can't wait for Texas. And like I said, this is what I did growing up, I, simulation racing. And in fact, funny story, my dad, uh, I had a video camera 
put placed over my shoulder, like those old in-car cameras. You'd see them looking out the window in the driver's right side. And my dad came in and looked at the TV, thought I was watching a race, but then put two and two together and saw it was me. And that's when he pulled me aside and said, son, I'm worried about you. But, hey, how bad have you got it? And this just goes to show that I think regardless of the situation, we can make something positive out of it. And iRacing is fun, though expensive hobby, and one that you can't return. Once you buy this, once you buy the tracks and the cars and stuff, you can't just say, I don't want this anymore and return it. That's an unfortunate thing. I don't know really what else to say to that, except that it, it, it was fun. And NASCAR's fan council even sent out the email, the normal email they sent after every NASCAR race, saying, how would you rate it? I gave it a 10 out of 10 on everything for the memorability. First time it's ever happened, but I really don't think the last time it will happen. Excitement. It was just fun to watch these guys who on that do, that does well on the real track, and they're just – it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. And so, like, Kyle Busch didn't really run as well as I thought it, he would. Maybe give it give it to Texas. Maybe he'll do better. Unpredictability. Once Hamlin figured out the tire situation in the races, he came up there and beat Dale Jr., who's an avid eye racer. Competitiveness. I think it's the equalizer. It's the Talladega of NASCAR. Everybody gets in there, has the same setup, and you go and give it your all. And intensity. 10 out of 10, 10 out of 10 out of 10, everything. I thought it was great. Curious to know what you guys think. Let me know on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram what you guys thought of the race. And that's about all I got here. We'll just get into our final thoughts here and wrap it up here for this week. Again, Texas next week, iRacing. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on Fox Sports 1. If they do, do it again. Like I said, I'm hearing rumors of it. I'm thinking they are with the feedback that it came from. I I would expect the sponsors would still love to see their drivers associated with their sponsors do well. Denny Hamlin's FedEx Toyota did awesome and he won. And this is a chance for drivers like Landon Castle, who, like I said, have practiced with to get up there and like, yeah, maybe this guy can be well, maybe give him an opportunity one day to get better chances. But we're going to go ahead and get into our final thoughts on driver of the week and this week in NASCAR. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. The driver of the week this week in, in the marbles is Benny Parsons. A lot of you remember him from his con- contribution as a commentator, most notably for me on TNT and NBC. Raced 526 races over 21 years. His first win coming in 1963 in Weaverville and his last win in 19, 1988 in the Atlanta 500. His Notable career achievements is the 1973 Winston Cup champion, 1968 and 1969 ARCA champ. He won the 1975 Daytona 500, the 1980 Coke 600, and the 1969 ARCA race at Daytona, the ARCA 300 at Daytona. Over his 21-year career, he has 21 wins, 283 top 10s, and 20 poles. Unfortunately, Benny Parsons died due to complications resulting from lung cancer in January 16th, 2007 at the age of 65. I really miss Benny Parsons. He was a great commentator. I thought he was better than maybe Daryl Waltrip once I discovered him and Alan Bestwick as a good team there with uh, Wally Dallenbach Jr. there in TNT. The racing changed for me. That's what really hooked me there and sunk me into NASCAR and 
mid 2001. So Benny Parsons, your driver of the week for NASCAR for this week in the marbles. And for this week in NASCAR, we go back to March 26th of 1961. Bob Burdick surprises the racing world by winning the Atlanta 500. It is Burdick's first NASCAR grand national win. Bob Burdick. And that was your, this week in NASCAR from the year 1961. And I'm going to leave you with this folks. NASCAR, yes, NASCAR is, and auto racing in general, is in a freeze right now, and it's uncertain how the scheduling will happen and how everything will pan out here. I know Formula One's scratching a whole bunch of races. I know NASCAR's wanting to run all 32 races left back in the schedule, including the All-Star race, and I know Indy's trying to do the same thing. NHRA, short tracks, everything's affected by this coronavirus. Be patient. It will all end, and in the meantime, I encourage everybody out there to tune in to the iRacing races that are going on. I'm sure, given the popularity of this, NASCAR is going to devote a little more time. Fox Sports 1, and everybody's going to say this is going to work as a Band-Aid until this whole thing goes away. Other than that, I got one more thing to add for you. Brian Barnhill uh, contacted us yesterday and uh, requested something. Uh, he texted me and said, hey, I just wanted to let you know that uh, they're trying to keep the doors open there at Remain Brothers Racing. So in, in, instead of not doing on-track activities like and having money come in, so in order to make ends meet, they're um, using their printers in order to print off banners, logos, or whatever you may need for like a business or a project that you have going on. And they'll do it somewhat on the cheap. They're trying to just get money coming in and, I'm, I'm probably going to do it in order to do it. But if you know anybody out there who has a small business or anything that needs any type of promotional products, such as the, those banners and logos and stuff, contact me. I'll contact Brian Barnhill and we'll get that happen. And you hooked up with uh, Josh Romain in order to help those guys out. Guys, short episode, roughly about 20 minutes, a nice little commute to work episode, I would say. But... We're just going to go wrap, go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I would encourage everybody to check out the iRacing replay at Homestead if you haven't watched it already and tune in for Texas. It's a great filler for what we're going through here. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just type in, in the marbles. You'll find us. For a pressing mood who's still recovering, I'm Matt Beamer. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 